0: dead mouse here at 12 well one minute past 12 o'clock what's going on toronto it's rainy it's sloppy it's cloudy it's cool out there today trying to brighten things up here on tsn 1050 i'm your boy gareth wheeler at wheeler tsn on twitter solid first hour as we try to fix major league baseball you can continue to send your comments on that how you would improve the game Uh, To 105050, email's live at tsn1050.ca. But we're kind of switching topics. Jumping in the direction of what happened yesterday between Mayweather and McGregor. Not sure what it was the entire time. Um, It confounded. It piqued my interest, certainly. It entertained to a certain degree. But as I said on yesterday's program, that's not sport. This isn't sport what we're watching as much as the quote-unquote analysts are trying to do, sell you that this is an actual real fight. It's not. Come on. McGregor's not a boxer. He's a mixed martial artist. They are completely different. Yes, they're both both combat sports, but they're fought in a different way. So you have a guy who's never lost taking on a guy who's never boxed like this under these rules. Come on. We know what this is. It's making... Money for these individuals: 100 million for Floyd Mayweather, 75 million dollars for Conor McGregor. Over the course of his UFC career, he's made just under 10. This one-time payday, where Floyd might not even throw punches, like Floyd might just defend, 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 counter punch, punch, win on points. That's what he does. McGregor's like, sign me up. You're gonna give me a seven and a half time pay increase for one event more than i've made my entire career cha-ching so yesterday the two talks smack they're selling the event they're selling it i find it comical when the analysts are like well who do you think won that last night who won i guess people that are fans of comedy roasts because that's what that was these two athletes don't dislike one another How can you hate the guy that's making you an obscene amount of money? There's no dislike or no real hate here, but they sure sold it. And they got two more stops in New York and London to do the same. I want you to react in a couple different ways. I want to hear from you on whether you were down there last night. I want to hear what the experience was like. Because if you're a McGregor fan and you were Irish, man, that was a party for you. I get it. You're among your own. He's your boy. You love the guy. He represents where you came from. He represents a lot of your values. I, I, I totally appreciate that. I'm a McGregor fan. And it was probably a whole lot of fun to be down there. And watching at home, I mean, you had to be entertained. And you had to roll your eyes at the same time. So if you're down there watching, I want to get your reaction. And how about this? And I want to hear from you on this. What if other athletes in other sports acted the same way to promote their game, to promote their sport? It would all be under the veil of selling it. Instead, we got a bunch of vanilla hockey players who never say anything, and athletes who play it safe. These guys don't play it safe. These guys don't get ripped. They're being applauded. They're selling something. They're making money. What if hockey players spoke the same way as these guys, or football players, or NBA players. Would you like that? Would it make the leagues any more popular? 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca at wheelertsn on Twitter. Our poll question's up. What was more entertaining yesterday, the McGregor-Mayweather press conference or Peyton Manning's monologue at the ESPYs? I'll bring you up to speed on that poll question in a few moments' time. Let's go up to Maple. Thanks for holding. John, you're on TSN 1050. What do you make of what we witnessed yesterday in the six?
1: Uh, First of all, I just want to congratulate you on your coverage of TFC. uh, It's really good. Uh, Thanks,
0: buddy.
1: I finally uh, watched... The game and and your your uh, your face to the uh, TFC is great. But anyway, last night I was not there last night, but I got to tell you, I'm a boxing guy. I like I like boxing. I like MMA. I I don't watch any of that stuff. But it, it's all a show. Uh people are, uh, that were there last night, you got to be I don't think they have a life. Uh, uh it's all about money. I uh, it's all about money. It's all about um uh hooking who can swear more? I remember back in the old days of boxing, uh, they used to have a, a, a weigh-in. They looked at each other mean, uh, and, uh and that's it. And they both uh, they know that uh, whoever is stronger is going to win. But last night it was just a joke, and I think it's uh, um, it, it, it's, it's the promoters that are doing all this. And I think uh, I think people who went there
0: don't have a life. John, Uh, John, I want to ask you this because I'm probably like you. I like boxing. I'm a UFC fan. And I have no problem when you're selling something and the dislike is genuine and you're building towards... Uh, something that's authentic, is true athletic competition. I just don't see that's what's going to play out on August 26th. This is nothing more than an exhibition, but they're trying to sell it as something competitive. They're trying to sell it as a sport, and that's kind of where I roll my eyes because I just look at all this as being completely manufactured.
1: uh, Now, uh, who's favorite in this? Is it Meriwether? Meriwether by a long shot. You know, Meriwether, I, I know his bio. And uh, I think he, uh, this fight, he wants to buy another Lamborghini. I think um, he's got so many cars. So I think he, <laughs> this is just more money for to buy another big expensive car. Um, on the, uh, can I just point out on the baseball thing? Sure, go ahead. Uh, listen, I'm not a baseball guy. I mean, whoever goes to the baseball game for nine innings, uh, either they can't sleep at night or they can't. Uh, 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 I mean, statistically, that's all it is. Statistically, you know, whether he's wearing wearing the long gloves. But I'm glad that uh, uh, you're on TFC. Uh, I just want to end that.
0: Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate the phone call, pal. 416-870-1050, toll free at 1-855-591-6876. Did people pay for tickets? Because I, I looked it up, and they were on Ticketmaster, but I couldn't find prices. I know people were selling tickets to the press conference For forty bucks in LA, um, the first one, and I know that people were selling them on Kijiji and StubHub for the Toronto event. I just couldn't find how much it would cost. Listen, like I've been to a lot of press conferences in my life; they're never like a great time. (laughs) I could never imagine paying to go to a press conference. Look, like Drake was—it was—it was was just a—it was an event. It wasn't sport, and I just hope that people can see through it. I'm not telling you not to consume, I'm not telling you not to spend 150 bucks or whatever it's going to cost on a pay-per-view, I just take what it is. But if enough people are being duped, if we are all sheep, which to a certain extent we are with a lot of our consumption and the way that we, the way that we consume a lot of these events. If we're all sheep, then perhaps other sports leagues should take advantage. Well, like, wh- hockey is a physical game, or once upon a time was a physical game until people in the media started chirping and barking about having to change the rules to protect the athletes, which I think the, the league has been knee jerk in responding to and trying to find ways to make it safer. Listen, violence sells, sports hate sells and i'm not sure why leagues other than the litigious side of things have tried to curb these natural instincts what if hockey players came out and started spitting out junk like mcgregor and mayweather were last night let's play some of the clips mcgregor making jokes about the way that mcgregor making jokes about the way that mayweather dressed now, the fact that the guy probably can't read.
2: What the f*** is he wearing? He looks like a little break or something, a little 12-year-old breakdancer What the f***? He's 40. You're 40 years of age. Dress your f age. Carrying a school bag on stage. What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read.
0: Like, funny. Like, this is Comedy Central roast material. Okay, the guy can't read. I get it. Now now there was one thing that well actually two things that Mayweather said that stood out that could make it more compelling. The first one is this one right here. The bag
2: got books, and we're gonna show you what the books look like. If you believe in yourself, like you say you believe in yourself, bitch your whole fight check, you no
0: problem. Send the contract, kid. It's done. Yeah, whatever, Connor. There's no chance you're doing that. You're willing to risk $75 million? He shut you up just like that. That's not happening. But if that did happen, winner takes all, a pot of one hundred and $200 million, sign me up because there's actual stakes. There's something to win and something to lose here. If there's actual money on the line. Imagine that. Loser gets nothing. Winner takes all, then I can sign up for that. The other thing that Floyd Mayweather said, which is absolute truth, Conor McGregor, especially in this market, he's the popular one. It's the Irish community. It's MMA versus boxing. I think the coverage is completely tilted in the MMA UFC's favor in this country because they have marquee events here. And Mayweather pointed out, Listen, you might be winning the popularity contest. All these people might be cheering for you right now, but inside the ring, that doesn't matter. It's me versus you. You have the clip? This is what I'm talking about right here. Great response. I mean, it's funny. It's the accent, right? The accent gets you. It was just some Joe Blow saying that. You're probably like, who is this guy? But it's the accent. It sells. But Floyd's right. The fans aren't going to fight this match for Connor. But what if hockey players, what if NBA players chirp this way? 416 870 1050? Would it make it any more, t- more entertaining? Would it make these leagues more popular? Toll free at one 591 Let's go to JR on the 407. JR, welcome to the program, pal. How are things? Not bad, Wills. How are you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. What do you think about this? Uh, you know
3: what? I cannot see any players in a team sport chirping each other like that. Like, this is a business. Guys get moved. They get traded. What happens if you've been chirping a guy like Sidney Crosby, and then you get traded to the pens? How do you play with that guy?
0: I think you just get on with it and realize that you're teammates at that time. I think you can chirp all you want. To me, I think that these sports and these athletes are too comfortable with one another, don't you? Like like in the NBA, everyone is best friends with everyone. I want to see guys dislike one another, go after one another, have some true competition, have some true fire. That's part of the thing that makes sports sport. It's not that everyone's best friends, it's that that person's trying to take food off your plate, a roof over your head, trying to take your fame, your glory, your paycheck, and I'm going to bark however I can to get mine. And and to me, things are way too comfortable now across these professional sports leagues. And if there was a little bit more sports hate, I think that it could bring more people into the sport.
3: Yeah, but when you're dealing with uh, guys in individual sports, I, I think that's one thing. But when you're opening it up to say, the NHL or the NBA or MLB, you've got too many guys and people are going to start talking and saying things that the league is not going to want to hear coming from their players.
0: But why? Why is that, JR? If sports is all about hype, all about marketing, all about pushing a game or an event, if you were a league, why don't you want to hear your athletes do this?
3: Because this is. these are not... Uh, what I would call fisticuff leagues, where uh, fighting or body contact is the main purpose of those games, and I, I, I don't know, Wheeler, I just can't. I, I can't see it. I think there's just for these leagues that want to be family friendly and bring your kids out to the games to have their star players shooting their mouths off. I. I don't
0: think it's an image they want. Yeah, but should family-friendly be the focus, or should it be entertaining? Like, for me, we cannot continue to soften sport. Like, you're there to consume something that's entertaining, something that's competitive, something where there's passion and fire. And you, you can't tell me, JR, that every hockey player likes one another that every basketball player likes one another, that every football player likes one another, there's strong dislike between players for, for a number of different reasons, whether it be conduct on the field of play, whether it be the way that they carry themselves off the field, whether there's beef that comes into play from something off the field. Like, let's just pull back the curtain, get rid of the facade, and let it play out. Stop silencing these athletes. And I'll tell you, that that's why whenever there's a dirty hit in hockey or a fight, People talk about, well, what's going to happen when these two teams play next? And when players don't say anything at all, they're not hyping up that game. They're pouring cold water on it. Wouldn't you want to see them hype it up the way that these two are, Mayweather, Mac- McGregor? Like, for me, it's strategic. And I might not be buying it, but at the same time, a lot of people are, JR, and that's undeniable.
3: I agree with you. I mean, you're going to watch a game between Arizona and Carolina in December. I'm sure a little bit of uh, chirping beforehand is probably going to uh,
0: heat that game up a little bit. Totally. Thanks for the phone call, JR. And, and that's the thing. Like These teams silence their players. They don't let them have personality. Do you think Dana White? Do you think Mayweather Promotions is trying to silence those guys? No! Every chirp, every swear word that comes out of their mouth, they're like, Yes, bring it. Come up with something else. Because that's what sells, 416-870-1050, and toll-free at 1-855-591-6876. Let's go back to the hammer. Andy, welcome to the program. Would you want to see athletes and other sports chirp the way these two guys are?
4: Hey, Wills,
2: how you doing, buddy? Good, bud. You? You know what, man? I absolutely agree with everything you're saying. And let me tell you, let's say come September, Matthews went on Twitter and started chirping up line A saying, because they're playing, because the, they're playing the first game together in Winnipeg, right?
0: They sure. Are. So. Yep, they are.
2: So if is trip chirping that game one, I'm going to score five goals in my first game, and that's how it's going to be the rest of the season. Knowing that,
0: I sell my own mother for season tickets. Totally with you. To- and, 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 and Andy, don't you think that would bring in a whole other group of people that would probably not be engaged otherwise? like even people that are not hockey fans or sports fans, it
2: make them talk. There's something I heard this going on last night at this so-and-so game, and it'll be, it's buzz. But unfortunately, you know when it comes down to the world we live in now, everything is so PC and all the public image.
0: Totally, but these guys don't care. Like Mayweather doesn't care. Conor McGregor most certainly doesn't care. And do you know what, Andy? Those guys are going to make more money for a one-day event than those guys. A lot of these players will make over their entire careers. And I think that speaks volumes and is based upon the way that they're selling this event. It's not the event itself. It's the fact that they're selling this sucker.
2: Absolutely. And it's funny, and this goes to show because myself, I really don't care about MMA or boxing. The fact that talking about it with you, there you go.
0: Bingo. Thanks, Andy, for the phone call. Appreciate it. And that's it. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. Hit me up on Twitter. At Wheeler TSN, the text is 105050, the email live at tsn1050.ca. Why don't some of these other sports leagues embrace the hate? Try to hype things up, even if it's fake heat. Why don't they bring it? Text coming in, sports are about sports, not hype and money and strippers. I hear you. This isn't a sport. It is sports entertainment for me, but there's a method to the madness. There is a reason why they're letting these two athletes, and that's what they are. Turn into carnies. Circus acts. Because it's making everyone a lot of money. The NHL isn't growing in popularity. It's not. It's not just because of the way the game's being played. How's it being sold? Saw Connor McDavid on CP24 last week. My buddy Gurdip doing an interview with him from a hockey camp. Connor McDavid refused to address... And talk about whether or not he was impressed that Patrick Marleau is now a Maple Leaf. Well, I'm going to leave it up to that organization. It was the most boring interview I've ever seen. I on, Connor McDavid has nothing to say. And he's the best. He's the face of hockey. How do you grow the brand? How do you extend the brand if their biggest faces are the most boring? When was the last time Sidney Crosby said anything? Thank God for a P.K. Subban, a guy that will open up his mouth. Have fun at the ESPYs last night. And God forbid he's demonized in some circles. It makes no sense to me. Hockey's a physical and emotional sport. But when you strip it down, these guys are completely unemotional. They should take a book from Mayweather and McGregor. Both these Connor Macs, they're completely polar opposite to one another. Both extremely talented. But what if McDavid had one-tenth the, the charisma of a Conor McGregor? Man, maybe he could start selling the sport then. Instead, these guys are silenced. Makes no sense to me. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. Steven on the 401. What's going on, Steven?
4: Hey, thanks for taking
0: my call. All good, pal. Where do you stand on this?
4: On the chirping issue, I like the entertainment value of your comments, but I disagree with them in principle. I think unless you're going to have a sport of chirping, then there's really no place for it in professional sports. In the same way that Olympic athletes and professional athletes are role models for young people.
0: Come on. They're, they're, nah. These athletes aren't role models anymore. They're human beings. I think we're well beyond that, Stephen. In terms of performance-enhancing drug use, when it comes to behavior off the field of play, come on, like, that's done, that was done and dusted a long time ago that these guys are role models. Those are examples
4: of disappointing role models. Of course, they're still role models. Listen, if you wanted chirping everywhere, would you appreciate it if every radio station chirped? And down talk you personally and that happened between radio stations if it's all about money, if it's all about creating a kind of what is it, entertainment of chirping. Like I said, unless you want to make chirping the sport and have judges and go, Oh, that was a nine point six chirp or degree <laughs> of difficulty degree of difficulty on chirping, you can't chirp against whatever. Uh, I respectfully disagree
0: with your. I, I hear what you're saying, but y- y- you got to admit, Stephen, these athletes—not all of them—like one another. Like, and, and they chirp on the court, they chirp on the field. These guys just do it publicly to help sell the sport instead of being silenced. And that's the difference here, right? Like, like the the, the sports dislike or sports hate is part of the attraction to what's going to go down on August 26th. Right? Oh, like, am I wrong?
4: Uh, only in that getting back to the role models, there are lots of disagreements in life and we don't necessarily like everybody that we meet or work with and there's a kind of civility or a professionalism that athletes or politicians or any professional ought to be modeling for young people. Yeah,
0: I, I, Thanks for the phone call, Stephen. I just don't see it that way. Look, like when, when Taylor Swift gets into a, a spat with Katy Perry, people are properly interested in that. Like, legitimately, like, oh, are they fighting? Like, when there's a, tr- when there's a b- war of words on Twitter between people, oh, I can't believe that, the- that those people are, are ba- bashing heads. Like, I'm sorry, we are so beyond the time where these athletes are role models, they're entertainers, they're performers, and competitors. And when you add that perfect mix... I think you're doing justice in actually selling the sport. I think there's a healthy median in between what we see with McGregor and Mayweather and what other sports like the NHL simply doesn't do, they refuse to do. Spot in the middle where you can have the best of both worlds. Where it's not a circus, but it's compelling. Let me know your thoughts. The text is 105050. 50. The email live at tsn1050.ca at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. I'm going to ask Chris Cuthbert about this. Covers both the NHL and, well, T- TSN hockey, as well as the CFL. He's calling the Argonauts Blue Bombers game tonight. I'll ask him about how these sports differentiate, whether chirping, selling it a little bit more, would help increase the popularity of these sports. So, Chris Cuthbert's going to join me next. Then, WTF. Yes, truly and really, WTF coming up to close out the program. Gareth Wheeler with you. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050.
5: We got a great group of young men. They got great character, they're extremely hardworking, uh, they're willing to uh, put their individuality aside for the benefit of our team. I'm seeing that daily and uh, and we'll see where that continues. You know, we, we don't know yet. We
2: don't know where this is all going, but we're excited about the process of, of finding out.
0: Head coach of the Toronto Argonauts, Mark Tressman. Hear what he said, like a group of good guys, hardworking guys. We're talking about selling sports. Listen, Mayweather McGregor, they're selling the you know what out of their August 26th so-called fight. Maybe fake, but it's working. It's getting people's attention. Why don't other leagues follow suit? Like, good guys don't sell. Sports hate, angst, controversy, that sells. Shouting with Scrizzy in between the break. We should have transitioned into LeVar Ball. Like, you're watching Lonzo in Summer League, and it's because of his dad. No one's talking about Markel Fultz or other picks. You're talking the Ball family. It's because that sort of thing works. It draws you in. It's engaging. Yes, oftentimes it's a load of you-know-what, but it gets you hooked in. So whether it's the CFL, whether it's the NHL, whether it's the NFL, why do these leagues silence their athletes rather than embracing it, promoting a little bit of this, what we see with Maywe- Mayweather-McGregor? Wouldn't it make the leagues more popular, help them grow, inevitably help them make more money? Gareth Wheeler with you. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050. I'm thrilled to welcome back to the program Mr. Chris Cuthbert, Uh, TSN play-by-play for not only TSN Hockey, But the CFL on TSN as well, it's the Argonauts, it's the Blue Bombers tonight, 8 p.m. on Canada's Sports Leader. Before we get into tonight's game, Chris, I mean, you cover both the NHL, you cover the CFL as well. A lot of good guys in those leagues, but I look and see what's happening with Mayweather-McGregor and just wonder, these are two very physical sports... You add a little controversy, you you add a little hype to it. Wouldn't it do both these leagues a world of good to start embracing this sort of approach?
5: Well, yeah, Mark Trespen wouldn't agree with you, but uh, <laughs> right. you know, I, I will say that uh, there's a fair bit of trash talk in the in the CFL, and and sometimes it it spills over to. Uh, to Twitter and, and you got guys like Manny Arsenault in, in BC and Nick Lewis in Montreal and Simone Lawrence in, in Hamilton. And, and those guys, uh, those guys like to chirp and then they have, they have fun doing it but they they can have a pretty sharp needle too uh it's just so um, counterculture to what what happens in, in hockey that uh uh i'm not expecting that to change soon but uh you get a little bit of it in the cfl although uh, there are head coaches like mark Trestman who are gonna make sure it's kept to a minimum for some teams
0: sure i i mean in a Totally get that from a coaching perspective. I just wonder, like, oftentimes leagues find their players when they speak out, share their true thoughts. If you just let them go and actually encouraged it, could it help the leagues grow? Or is it just not simply not in the DNA of most of these athletes, whether it be on the field or on the ice?
5: well i i think again in in the culture of hockey you're raised not to uh not to say anything not to be controversial not to make yourself a target uh um you know the the CFL just went through something yesterday. Bo Levi Mitchell, uh right. Yeah, uh, criticizing uh, an official's call that uh, that uh, that I criticized. Glenn Suter did on the air as it happened because it was an awful call. Um, we didn't get fined, but uh, but Bo Levi Mitchell, I I think in in some ways refreshing. You'd get that candor uh, in social media, and uh, and yet he got fined, and and yet. You could probably interview a few other guys in the media that said, well, he deserved it because uh, it, you cross the line when you start talking about officials. So, uh, um, you know, it, it, they're, it's, a two, it's a two-edged sword, for sure.
0: You're, and I completely understand that, but do you think we'll get to a point where some of these leagues, like the CFL, will kind of back off and say, you know what, this might actually be good for our brand. A little sports hate, a little controversy, you know, a little bit of edge, Chris.
5: I I don't think the CFLs against it I I again I just I don't know if even if the NHL encouraged it you'd see much of it from uh... From the NHL, you might get a little bit, but uh, but but not a whole lot. Uh, uh, but uh, it, it's not much doubt that it's, it's it's selling in in the UFC, and and it's going to sell that fight uh, big time.
0: Yeah, C- Chris Cuthbert joining me on the line at CCTSN on Twitter. So I mean, you cover sp- hockey, you cover football when you watch what's going down between Mayweather and McGregor do you kind of like roll your eyes like how do you approach what you're seeing which is going to draw in hundreds of millions of dollars worth of revenue just for this one fight alone well you know, I, I guess I'm old
5: school where, uh, uh, nobody, nobody talked the talk and, and promoted m- quite like Muhammad Ali. And, and, and for me, you know, it's been there, done that, uh, kind of, uh, we've seen the, this before. I, as much as we're hearing from these guys, I, I mean, we know it's going to be a monster box office. I, I don't know how much more they're going to sell than, I think everybody's ready to put their money down and watch the fight anyway. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess, uh, keep, Keep putting more gas on the fire.
0: No kidding. Uh, Argonauts, Blue Bombers tonight. It's been a real strong start to the season for the Toronto Argonauts. It's quite incredible how in the CFL, Chris, you can turn things around so quickly. How much of that has to do with a healthy Ricky Ray versus Mark Tressman, Jim Pop coming to this organization and kind of giving them that shot in the arm that they desperately needed? You know, I,
5: I think they're way ahead of schedule, and you're right. In the CFL, you can turn it around in 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 short order. But this is uh, this is unbelievable. This is uh, in three or four months, and uh, and what you just said, it, it's all of the above. It's uh, it's a it's a veteran GM, Jim Pop, who has who's made some key signings. It's uh, it, it's a it's a guy like Mark Trestman who can. Implement a, a system that, that that's a proven winning system in the Canadian Football League, and, and he can put it down in uh, in a very short period of time. And it also requires uh, an elite quarterback uh, like Ricky Ray, um, who you know is very similar to to what Anthony Calvillo was when Mark Trussman came into the league uh, a number of years ago. So uh, it it's that and more. I mean, I think the biggest story so far has been. The Argos uh, defense, which is which has just been dominating so far, and and, uh, and some new guys like Victor Butler, who uh, who have more sacks than most of the teams in the league so far. I mean that the the dreaded defense has been uh, a big story, and I I don't think anybody really saw it uh, evolving this quickly.
0: Well, when you bring in a guy like Bear Woods, there's obviously going to be a response with a name like that, and he's been great thus far for this team. But it's kind of funny. Like we we were sitting here during the summer when the changes played out for the Toronto Argonauts, and you're like, "Wow, they're leaving this late." I guess that's what makes it that much more surprising that there was a level of instability, or at least perceived instability, over the course of the over the course of the off season, I should say. And it's all come together so quickly. That's what makes this such a surprise.
5: No, no question. I mean, I I think back in January. Uh you're looking at the situation and thinking this, this, this has potential disaster written all over it. But, uh, but the day that, uh, Michael Copeland announced that Jim Pop was going to take over and Mark Trestman was coming, I, I think anybody that's followed the league for a while said, okay, now, now it's starting to make some sense. Uh, nevertheless, it was, uh, it, it still was a huge uphill climb. And, and, and again, I mean, to have Ricky Ray and, and some established guys on, on offense, uh, help, but I, I, mean, we were wondering who, who was going to catch the football because, uh, they lost all their receivers to free agency. There, there were a couple of guys like Ernest Jackson, the great cup hero who, who wanted to come here, but, uh, uh, but, but that management team wasn't in place yet. So he went elsewhere. Uh, I mean, to get SJ Green and maybe take a flyer on a guy that's career was, was, Kind of in question, and and to and to find out he's still one of the elite guys in the league after a, a catastrophic knee injury. I mean, everything's gone right so far, but it's only we're only three weeks in. But right. it, really, the Argos <laughs> are. Uh, I mean, everything has gone absolutely right for the most part so far.
0: Sj went for two ten and ten catches last week. I mean he's been outstanding. I you mentioned the defense as well. Okay, that's going to be a key component to this team. But really in this league, Chris, I mean the biggest ingredient for long-term success this year, it has to be Ricky Ray. Like end of story, right? Without a top quarterback or a competent quarterback in this league, you're totally lost. That's what makes them a great cup contender as long as Ricky can stay upright.
5: Absolutely. And and we're, you know, you're kind of looking at it thinking it it, it's it's an ideal scenario right now what happens if he if he doesn't last half a season then it's then it's trouble like it was last year when he could only play nine games but uh uh but this offense is perfectly suited for him i i you know i went back and checked anthony calvillo's first year under mark tressman and he passed for two thousand more yards than the previous season uh the first year in mark tressman's system at about the same age as ricky ray so uh you kind of had a feeling that uh... something special could happen and and ricky raised back to uh... Uh, back to being the guy that we've known in the league for a long time. I mean, for a couple of years after the shoulder surgery, he couldn't make all the throws. He's making all the throws again. Uh, TJ Heath, who leads the league in interceptions, was in Argo. Now he's in Winnipeg, you know, practiced against Ricky Ray all last year, and he's watching film and saying, well, that's a different guy than I practiced against last year. So, uh, so Ray is, is back, and now they gotta keep him healthy and, uh, and, and as effective as he is right now.
0: Chris you bring up Mark Trestman. uh he's been known as a quarterback guru or a coaching guru when it comes to the quarterback position but couldn't make it work with Jake Cutler in Chicago was 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 that just what was going on around him is, is that on Cutler and, and and how did that change the way that people perceived or looked at Mark Trestman? Because so far so good here with Ricky Ray. So I'm wondering, like, well, what went wrong? Why couldn't he work with an extremely talented guy in Chicago who really fell short of reaching his NFL potential?
5: Well, you know, I from the outside, I I've I've always believed it. It fell on Cutler because. Uh, because Mark Trestman had success with a lot of NFL quarterbacks I mean he turned Rich Gannon's career around at the late stages of uh, of his career the same way he he did it with Anthony Calvillo he's done it with a number of of, of NFL quarterbacks but uh, But there didn't seem to be the same buy-in, and Mark Trestman will, as always, emphasize that the – in fact, Mark Trestman goes out of his way uh, to always stress team and not talk about individuals. And the only individual he'll ever discuss is the quarterback, and he loves to say the quarterback has to transcend the locker room. You've, you, the Mark Tressman and the quarterback have to be on the same page, and it never appeared like that was the case in Chicago.
0: Looking forward to tonight's game. It's the Blue Bombers and the Argonauts. I'm hoping that you and the crew with TSN can kind of get... Matty Nichols and Ricky Ray doing their best Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather Jr. impressions. That that would be something else. Yeah, we better find two other guys.
5: They're they're buddies from the same hometown, so uh, oh, are these really? guys golf together, and maybe they maybe they do that chirping on the golf course. But uh, uh, the last two guys they will expect are Ray and Nichols. But there might be a few others on the field that uh, get into it. Get Sean Lemon going.
0: See, Chris, because they're from the same hometown, they probably have a lot of dirt on one another. Like that. They, that's what. You want? They they might have. They might have. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Have a great call tonight. Okay, Thanks for it. joining oh. us. My pleasure. Chris Cuthbert, the voice of CFL football, TSN hockey at CC, TSN on Twitter, Argonauts Blue Bombers tonight, 8 p.m. on Canada Sports Leader, and right here on TSN 1050 WTF. All of those stories that are interesting, incoherent, inconceivable. That's coming up next, and we'll bring you the results from our poll question. You still have time to vote. Which was more entertaining for you? Mayweather, McGregor, Presser from yesterday, or Paint Manning's monologue? We'll give you the results next as well. Gareth Wheeler with you. Toronto Today, TSN 1050. <laughs> Forty-eight here on TSN 1050. It is a Scott MacArthur show. Can we name rename these shows when it's a guest host? Scott MacArthur show with Mike Hogan. Why don't we call it like the Mike Hogan Variety Program? I, we can come up with something better than that. I'm just spitballing here. It's Mike Hogan in from one to four here on TSN. 10.50. Wheeler with you. A ton of people writing in because I asked the question, why don't other sports promote chirping, sports hate like Mayweather, McGregor? Maybe you don't need to go as far as those two have gone, but there's got to be a soft spot, doesn't there? Where you can promote some sports hate. And so many people are saying, well, think about the children. Like Mod Flanders. Like, these guys are supposed to be role models. Aren't we done with that? Like, how many of these guys, like, you read on a weekly basis players being arrested or doing something that's less than desirable? The whole idea of a lot of these athletes being role models, come on. What kind of utopian world are you living in? Let's wake up. It's entertainment, it's sports entertainment. Controversy sells. LeVar Ball sells. The Kardashians sell. As much as we hate it, we're consuming it, and we're consuming Mayweather McGregor. I'm not buying it, it's fake hate, but there's something to it in terms of the overall sell and how it's generating interest in a massive payday. Uh, it's time for this. What the f- They defeat the Toronto Blue Jays 19 to 1.
1: Oh, that's nasty.
4: You
2: come to the rink to see something, maybe never seen before and that might be one of those moments it's only two dudes better than me and i'm both of them stay off the
0: weed W T S. here are today's wts one that i was saving from earlier in the week joey Votto, like arguably the best canadian baseball player of all time i know ferguson jenkins larry walker there's been others 0 for 10 in all-star games. Over, he hasn't got a hit. Now, according to baseballreference.com, that ties the record for most career all-star game at bats without a hit. Is he partying too much when it goes to the all-star game? Like it doesn't matter. That's why I found it laughable, like news shows. News shows covering sports without like a sports anchor are hilarious. Because they don't really know the names or what's going on. You're trying to big up. Oh, Justin Smoke, big single at the All-Star game. Single. Votto hasn't even got a hit. Doesn't even matter. Uh, D'Angelo Williams, the former Pittsburgh Steelers, Carolina Panthers running back, turned wrestler, by the way, has now become one of my favorite players of all time. Because he's chirping the Dallas Cowboys. Said he'd never want to be a Dallas Cowboy. Get this quote. You couldn't tell them anything because they were going to win with the ship. That's all they said. Fans just got extremely super annoying. Then the minute they lose, they either got cheated, somebody was hurt, the excuses start flowing. It just amazes me. That fan base just in general can't handle defeat. Love it. (laughs) And they are like one of the most prominent sports franchises, sports brands in the world. Yeah, D'Angelo Williams not holding back. Good on you, D'Angelo. Clay Matthews, uh, he's going to miss Jay Cutler. We talked about Jay Cutler with Chris Cuthbert a moment ago. Says, listen, told the uh, Rich Eisen show, by the way, listen, I always enjoy playing against Jay. Obviously, he rubs some fans the wrong way. I know people get on him about his nonchalant attitude, but I always enjoy playing against him. I'm glad I got a lot of sacks against him. That's it. Jay Cutler sucked. You played him twice a year in the division. In 2012, he had three and a half sacks against Cutler. He would mail it in every time he played the Green Bay Packers. That's a no-brainer. Obviously, he's going to miss Jay Cutler. I think everyone in the NFC North will. Miko Grimes, what a piece of work. If I'm Brent Grimes, the cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, I don't know if I applaud my wife for her work on Twitter and spouting off or I'm just like, man, what did I marry? Miko explained some of her pointed tweets that allegedly got Brett Grimes cut from the Dolphins was intentional, saying, quote, people say I got him cut with my mouth. Duh. That was the goal. She said like she was intentionally putting out junk and garbage so the player would be released. Got rid of by the Miami Dolphins. How about that? It's an interesting tactic to say the least the Atlanta Hawks CEO is paying for the wedding of a couple who met at Swipe Right Night promotional night down in Hotlanta need to fill that building had the Tinder night Swipe Right it was just to get singles together Avery and Ben and super nice young couple they met that night and they're getting married and now the team is paying for their wedding not a bad deal whatsoever so relationships can work when it comes to Twitter, Keith Bauer. Did, I know you went on a date last night, date number four with your girl. Did you meet on on Tinder? We met on Bumble. Okay, so all good. Pretty much the same. It should have been a Bumble promotion night, and then you could could get a future free wedding out of the deal. Just saying you shut up, he up
3: well. real fast. When yeah. he dropped that. How did the, how did the date off. go
0: last night, Keith? How did the date go? It went well. We went out for a nice dinner, grabbed a drink afterwards, uh, went to uh, Marlowe down by East Beaver Creek. So, uh, yeah, it was a nice night. Not a boy. Were I you a gentleman, Keith? Were you a gentleman? That's all that matters. Uh, an Australian man who wishes only to be known by the name of Dean Conte, caught a Qantas flight from Melbourne to Perth on Saturday. And claimed he was able to successfully check in a single can of emu export beer as part of his luggage. Purely for the fun of it. He went up to the counter and checked in one single can of beer. And they took it. I'd be tempted to grab it off the carousel when it came out the other way and just crush it. A bunch of that just coming down. And wouldn't that beer be shaken way too much? You put a handle with care sticker on that can of beer, incredible! And finally, a man called the police re- uh, in Toronto last night to report a man in a restaurant did not flush. Yes, a man called Toronto police, and, and they put it up on Twitter as well to report that someone did not flush. In Toronto, police reported or responded on Twitter by saying, "Although impolite, these calls tie up our lines." can't call the police to report that someone didn't flush, can you? Taking things a little bit too far. Here's an idea. Flush the toilet for them. Calling the police for not flushing the toilet. That is the ultimate WTF. And those were your WTFs for today. Thank you very much, Maude Flanders. The poll question today, what was more entertaining for you? Was it the Mayweather, McGregor press conference, or was it Peyton Manning's monologue? 52% saying the Manning monologue. Decent. Carving the Falcons, the awkward moment with Durant, crushing Ryan Lochte. Thumbs up. I'm all on board with Team Manning right here. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. We might have to do an all Game of Thrones hour. Throwing it out there. G-O-T-7-7 starts Sunday. Throwing it out there. Game of Thrones. Who do you want to see end up on the Iron Throne, huh? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Let me know at Wheeler TSN. Thanks to Scrizzy, Thanks to Keith Bauer. I'm Wheels. Enjoy your day, Toronto.